Get ready to have some fun because greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to Podcastage. Today, I am reviewing the Sabrent AU-MMSA. I have the XM8500 running over an XLR to 3.5 millimeter cable running directly into the mic input. My gain is set at 100%, recording 16-bit 48 kilohertz, and boy, oh boy, I bet this sounds spectacular. Oh, I also forgot to mention I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a little bit or a lot of bit in post, so check the lower third or the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now, let's talk about what comes in the box. What a surprise, you are going to get the USB sound card and you'll get a little bit of documentation. Then as far as the build quality, I would classify this as tolerable. It does have a metal USB plug, but the overall housing is made out of plastic, and the two plugs are also made out of plastic. On that note, you do have a 3.5 millimeter mono microphone input and a 3.5 millimeter stereo output. And if it matters to you, big surprise, this device is made in China. Then as far as the specs, this device inputs and outputs up to 16-bit 48 kilohertz, and the voltage going to the microphone output is around 3 volts. But now let's go ahead and plug in a bunch of different devices so we can see what actually functions with this sound card, so we can determine who this is really for. And the very first device that I had to test is the Neewer NW700 because this microphone is why I started testing out these USB sound cards. Some of these output sufficient voltage to power the electronics in these microphones and sound pretty decent. So does it work? I'm running that XLR to 3.5 millimeter jack. It doesn't work too well because it's very quiet. Gain is at 100% and it's very noisy. So... Not as well as it used to perform. That is done. And secondly, we have the XM8500, which you have been hearing this entire video. It technically works, but it is very quiet. My gain is at 100% and it is very hissy, but there you go. XM8500, XLR to 3.5 mil directly into the Sabrent sound card. And this is the sound that you can get out of it. Now, just to be a completionist and be a little bit stupid, I have the AT2020 connected directly to the sound card. It is not working. You are hearing the camera's internal microphone because the AT2020 is not getting sufficient voltage to power the microphone. So it doesn't work with a microphone like the AT2020 or a microphone that requires any higher voltage. I'm having a really hard time making eye contact with you because of the shame that I am feeling for what I'm doing right now. But you know this had to happen, right? I had no option. This had to occur. This is the SM7B XLR 3.5mm directly into the Sabrent sound card gain set at 100%. How is this? How good does this sound? This is just brutal. <laughs> Now what about a super high quality stick microphone like this LabTech AM242? It appears to actually work pretty well. I'm getting a healthy level out of it. My gain is set at around 100% or exactly at 100%. It doesn't sound phenomenal, but it functions. It's almost as though this type of USB sound card functions for low power devices like this LabTech microphone. So there you go, that's something it does. Now, what about a gaming headset that has two plugs, one for your microphone and one for the headphones? 
it does appear to be functioning well for this. I do have my gain set at 100%, but the mic is receiving power. It may not be the best sound. It may not be the quietest recording, but it does actually function here. This is another use case where I think this might actually be a useful device. And now to commit the cardinal sin, how about running line level into this $7 USB sound card? To test this out, I have the SM7B running into the Universal Audio LA610 Mark II tube preamplifier running out of that line level over an XLR to 3.5mm cable directly into the Sabrent sound card, gain on the sound card set at around 5%. This should, this should not be happening, but there you go. Just in case you were wondering, does this allow you to run a... $1,700 preamp into it? Technically, I guess, do not do this. This is, I am not endorsing this. Do not do this. This is a crime. And now that I have offended every single audio file and they've likely clicked off this video, how about the headphone output? I will start by saying, I am not Julian Krauss. I don't do a bunch of measurements. I don't measure the frequency response. I am just telling you if they can power headphones. I connected my HD650s, expecting them to not be loud. I was able to set the level at 50%, and it was as loud as I would ever listen to my headphones. As I mentioned, I did not measure the frequency response of the headphone output. I would not rely on this thing for critical listening if you need a ruler flat frequency response. It is not going to offer that. But if you just need to be able to drive your headphones in a pinch, or if you're not a critical listener seems to power them pretty good. All right, it's been about seven, maybe seven and a half years since I started covering these USB sound cards, and we can say a couple of things. First off, they're still available. Secondly, they still technically function, and that's pretty good, I guess. And first up, as far as pros, the USB sound card is class compliant, so technically it should work on any computer, whether it's Windows, Mac, or Linux. It's also useful to get that mic input and a headphone output. And on the note of the headphone output, I found it to be quite powerful. It drove my HD650s to a level that I am not comfortable listening at. So if you are just trying to power headphones and you don't care about neutrality, you don't care about ruler flat frequency responses, it does that. But then we get to the cons, and for me, there's one main drawback here, and that would be the microphone input. I didn't find it capable of driving a standard dynamic without having too much noise and without being too quiet. Same story with the electric condenser with the NW700. It was still too quiet and there was still too much noise. So if you're using either of those microphones, I don't think it's useful. The only application I see the input really being useful for is electric condensers that require a very low voltage, like that stick microphone that I tried, or the electric condensers on gaming headsets, or if you have a very loud output like a line level and you can decrease your, gra your grain, decrease your gain to 5% or so, then the signal-to-noise ratio will be tolerable, but you're certainly not going to be getting audiophile quality. 10 times out of 10, I would use the Behringer UM2 over this. So to wrap up, who do I think this sound card is for? If you're looking for an audiophile or professional use case, this is not for you. If you're looking for a headphone amp that has ruler flat frequency response, this is not for you. 
If you are looking for ultra-low noise microphone recordings, this is not for you. But if you have a busted internal sound card on your motherboard, or maybe you're looking for the basic functionality of having a mic input and a headphone output that are separate, I think that's who this is for. People who are not critical listeners and are not trying to do critical recordings, they just want the basic connectivity. It's cheap, it does that, it offers it, and it does it pretty well. With a caveat, as long as you aren't using a dynamic like the XM8500 with an incredibly low sensitivity or a condenser like the NW700 or higher that requires more voltage than about 3 volts. Alright, that is it for this video. You may find yourself wondering why the heck is he reviewing a $7 sound card? Because I did this seven years ago, I got a little bit nostalgic, I got a little bit curious, I wanted to see how they performed seven years on. It was just fun for me. May not be the most useful video for many people, but it's something fun to do, something a little bit different, something a little out of the box, because every video is the same. This is a little bit different. I connected a $1,700 outboard tube preamp compressor to a $7 sound card like an idiot. That's why I did it. But if you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up, hated it, big ol' thumbs down, there's a video beneath me. YouTube thinks that's perfect for you, so go ahead and click on that. Do it! These people are amazing. They support the channel at $5 or more. I love them. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you on a later date. Bye-bye. Whoa. Whoa.